All right, this episode of the podcast, we are uh, we're talking to Matt Peel, and we are covering just the early stages. You brought that beautiful puppy home. This is a new segment that we're going to do. We're going to get Matt on about uh, twice a month and talk dog training tips. We might get him on maybe once a week as season gets a little bit closer later on in the summer. But uh, you got that beautiful little lab puppy that you just brought home, that little alligator that's going to chew all your stuff up. We cover uh, what you need to do in the – in the coming days and weeks to make sure that everything goes smoothly. So here we go, Matt Peel. Yeah, what do you do? You're getting the podcast again. Here we go. Three, two, one. Boom. And welcome to the Big Honker Podcast brought to you by Goose Creek Retrievers. We got Josh Stoner's friend on with us today. <laughs> Mr. Matt Peel. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing good, guys. How y'all doing? We're doing good. We're doing good. It's uh it's a nice day here in Texas. So I'm really excited about this new segment that we're doing. So I'll go ahead and introduce it. Uh we got Matt Peel on, and we're gonna just kind of go over the the basics of dog training, and we're going to do this about every two weeks for you guys that uh, might have a new new puppy or a new dog that you want to get ready for this hunting season. So this is the first edition, so we're going to start with, uh, I guess, bringing the dog home, right, Matt? Yep, we'll start from uh, picking out a new puppy, bringing it home, and we can go from there. You poor bastard! If you're picking out a new puppy, you're gonna you got some sleepless <laughs> nights ahead of you. But, but just just uh, just get your mind right, right? So uh, yeah. So no you doubt. so you get a puppy. W- what do you recommend? Do you recommend uh, a, a, a small crate? How do you want the person to store the dog when they're not playing with it? So well, and actually, so that's another thing that we can add to that. But when you're not playing with it. Puppies don't need to be out. They need to learn how to go to the bathroom on your time, not have accidents in the floor. So a crate is paramount for potty training the pup. Um, and your crate should grow with the puppy. You can buy some that are um, like wire crates that have dividers. And literally all he needs is to be able to go in, turn around, and lay down. That's it. That's it. You don't need a big, you know, gunner kennel or, you know, whatever for a little teeny baby puppy. Just big enough for him to go in, turn around, and lay down. And I don't ever recommend putting, like, blankets or stuff in there because what they'll do, they'll go to the bathroom in one corner, and then the blanket soaks it up, and then they can go sit somewhere else. And you're kind of teaching that if you do pee in here, you're going to have to sit in it for a couple minutes. Not You can hide it, and then I'll get you when I get straight. Um, so no, no blankets, no fluffy stuff to pee on and hide it. Um, I never thought about that. Uh, it embrace the suck, unfortunately. <laughs> so, like it, so, it, so a dog will learn, like, hey, if I've got this little fluffy thing over here, I can pee on it. It'll be wet for a couple minutes, and then it'll it'll all go away. Yep. Um, and that, that's what they'll do. Like if it's if it's anything absorbent, you yeah. know, if, if you know, blanket or whatever, they'll just pee in, in one side and then go back to sleep, and they won't even. It's really really hard to potty train a puppy, especially like like puppy pads. 
don't do puppy pads. Mm-hmm. Like that's the worst thing you can do. Cause if you're trying to teach the dog to go to the bathroom outside, um, the last thing you want it to do is go to the bathroom inside ever. And then if it does, like if he's in his crate and he doesn't have room to move and he pees and then he's just like, fuck, (laughs) well, regret that. (laughs) Then he's going to do a lot more to let you know the next time that he's got to go. Yeah. Um, and then one, so like when we raise puppies here, one of the things we do with our litters, um, we litter box train them. And we'll put a litter box in their, in their welcome box and put like wood pellets for your pellet stove, you know, in your house or whatever in there. And then when our puppies go home, we'll give you like a gallon of block bag of those wood pellets, put them in your yard, wherever you want the dog to go to the bathroom, like 24 hours, the dog will pee there every time it goes there. Nice. Cause they get pre-programmed to do that. So potty training is not hard. It just, it, it sucks. Well, <laughs> You're up all night every time they make a pee. Um, but that's important. A small crate. And nothing, no, no fluffy blankets. Everybody's wife wants to give them fluffy blankets and make them feel comfy and whatever. And that's not what they need. Right. The, the puppy pads, you said something right there though, that I've never understood. I th- whoever come up with that concept is, is not a very smart person. And to say, Hey, you know what? We're just gonna let the dog piss in the house and it's okay. Yeah. Why, I, why not? Why? It's the dumbest shit <laughs> well, ever. Cats not? do it. So why can't a dog? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, not, not for me. So a couple things I wanted, I want to touch on. What about punishment if the dog does go in the house? What do you recommend here? Do you so what do you do? If you see it doing it, yeah, scoop it up. No, 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 no. Make a big deal about it. Carry it outside where you want it to go. Tell it go potty. Just kind of wait um, until it does, and then good, go potty. Good, go potty. Anybody that lives within probably ten miles of me hears me all day, just going good, go potty. Good, go potty <laughs> on re- repeat because. <laughs> You can get them to like when they're a couple months old that you, you say go potty and they'll just break down and pee because it's like it's a Pavlovian response. They hear that and they re- require an action mentally mm-hmm. for hearing noise. Um, but if you don't catch them and they pee in the house, clean it up. Right. That's all you can do. The old like rubbing the nose in it and all that shit's just ancient as, you know, some of the other stuff that you hear guys talk about. That's, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't work. Right. So if you catch the dog doing it, pick it up, make a big deal out of it, take it yep. outside. But like if you're away, if you go take the trash out and you let your dog run around the house and it yep. takes a shit in the corner and then you talk to the it neighbor the on your way in, like clean it up, clean it up, you, move on. So you can do. Now, I would still take the dog out and like try to get it to go and then reward it for going. Right. Um, but like you can't correct a dog, especially a little teeny baby puppy. Like. Mm-hmm. A three-month-old, like, that's, again, one of the things I tell people all the time. You're, you're picking that puppy up at eight weeks old, let's say. Yeah. It has been alive on this earth for two months. Yep. It doesn't know how to do anything other than eat and go to the bathroom. That's literally what that animal knows how to do. Um, so, you know, under, thinking that that thing can understand a correction for going to the bathroom like that, they don't. It's just all positive reinforcement. Yeah. Now your dog's two years old. He takes a big old dump on the living room floor. We got different. We're, yeah. we're talking about totally different things. Yeah, but for Body a puppy, puppy, you can't really do anything about it. Five, five minutes is like a lifetime to a, a two-month-old puppy. So, like, if you're oh, literally outside two, three, four, five minutes, you take the trash out, talk to a neighbor, and you're gone five yep. minutes, and it's done it. Like, it has totally forgotten about taking the crap in the corner. Well, so that's and that's even another thing. So, like, even with a, like a big dog, like. You come home and your dog got in the trash 
and then he like greets you at the door and he's all excited to see you and you beat his ass. Mm-hmm. You beat his ass for being happy to see you. Right. He has totally forgot that he got in the trash at nine o'clock this morning. And that is completely out of his, his memory bank. He doesn't even remember him doing that. Yeah. Um, and so imagine like a little teeny puppy. They have no recollection of what just happened five minutes ago. They just were happy to see you. You walked in the door and now you're pissed mm-hmm. and they don't know why. Right. To, but getting a puppy is a full-time commitment. I don't think people realize the commitment they're putting into them because I live with a lady who got a puppy that she didn't really <laughs> want to commit to it. And now, now Ollie is my dog, but that it is a commitment. And you, and you owe it to that animal. If you wanted to bring that animal and you want to make him a dog and send him to a, a trainer or you want to train him yourself, you've got to commit to that dog, and it's not a part-time deal. And I personally oh, yeah. think it, it takes at least six months to get a dog to where he's a good house dog. And I may be off on the timing a little bit. And especially my lab- dogs, like my personal dogs that I raise here and stay in the house with us and stuff, um, they don't spend any time out of a kennel if I'm not actually we're not like hanging out with them you know even if it's just watching tv on the couch whatever it is they're not allowed out of their crate unsupervised until they're about a year old right Right. and and at that point that's kind of when i understand that they've proved to me enough that they can be reliable with going to the bathroom and um you know a little puppy will start just because they start letting you know that they got to go to the bathroom which is great and everybody thinks it's wonderful they're still gonna have accidents um and i just try to you know the crate's always a good place. Um, like I got two dogs now that are young females of mine that I'm raising that like I might lose them. And I walk around my house for like 10 minutes looking for them and they're in the crate sleep. Really? Cause it's become like a good place. So they just go in there when they've had enough of the day and they, they go to sleep. Um, but you know, a dog that's under a year old, they're still going to have accidents. They just, you know, especially if you've been training, let's say you've been training and you were working in the water and they get a belly full of water and it's kind of more than they're used to drinking. They're suspect to have an accident and then it's not really their fault. Not right. much you can do about it. Um, and also when you're dealing with Labrador retrievers, they're like chainsaws. They're going to eat shit up. <laughs> that was another thing I was going to ask you. So would the blanket also kind of facilitate in chewing on shit? Like, cause it, I know that's, I, I put a blanket in with Lou motherfucker ate it up. Well, so there's two other aspects to that. One, um, yeah, it facilitate into like chewing fabrics and stuff. Some dogs, some dogs won't care about it. They'll just lay on it their whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have a dog that chews stuff up, uh, I have a buddy of mine. He's got a master dog that if he eats one more sock, ladies, unmentionable, <laughs> whatever it may be, that they've got to put him down because they've had to cut his intestine out twice. Oh shit! And he man. doesn't have enough intestine left for a third time. <sighs> So it's, you know, <clears throat> everybody thinks like, oh, the son of a bitch ate a sock. Well, that's fine if he shits it out later. Yeah. If it gets hung up in his guts and he doesn't, you got a big vet bill coming your way. Right. Yeah. Luckily, he would, he would like, he would pull on it enough to where it was, he would shit it out. I'd, I'd find it in his shit. But, <laughs> but, but he's never chewed anything up other than, other than the blanket when we had him as a puppy. Lou has, n- he licks my wife's underwear. He doesn't need them. Uh, doesn't eat any Ugh. socks. He's never, <laughs> never, never chewed anything up in our house that we didn't want him to. You didn't want him to really? chew. He he'll lick it, but no. I mean, like he's not, he's not, he's not uh, wrecked a pair of shoes or anything like that. So we've been very fortunate in that regard. But I didn't know if having a blanket in there would get them kind of accustomed to like chewing on shit more than they already do. It, some dogs it could, and then some dogs it probably has zero forbearance on. Yeah, it, it, it just you know. 
something he chose to chew up that day that he'll never do again. I had a, I had a neighbor that had a dog. <laughs> they got this rescue lab, and they just loved this dog. They come home one day, and the motherfucker ate their sofa. Ooh. Ate the sofa, tore the some bitch down to nothing. They went and bought a new fucking sofa and kept the dog. <laughs> I got rid of the fucking dog. I had a client a couple of years back that had a sofa for his dog, and she decided to tear it up one day. And he went and bought her a new sofa. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and then wondered why he had behavior issues with her. But, yeah. you know, that's a story for another day. That bitch is crazy. So now, uh, do you recommend chew toys for a young puppy or no? Um, like there's Nyla Bones, Kongs, um, or like Nutri-Chomps, like something that's, you know, easily digestible that they do, you know, that they can chew up that's easily digestible. No, like raw hides, ropes. Again, going back to the thing with that dog I was telling you about. Yeah. Stuff, anything that could get chewed up and hung up in their guts, um, negative. And anything that squeaks. Just because uh, it's annoying? You wanna, if you want to give a dog a chomping problem, give him one of them squeaky ducks and let him play with it for hours on end. And then when he goes and retrieves real ducks and he's trying to make them squeak, <laughs> it's, it's a thing. And, and again, it's one of those things like, there's probably a hundred thousand dogs out there that have had one of them toys their whole life and hunt every day and still have one and it never bothers them. And then you have another dog that, that gets one and it's just not worth risking it as a puppy. Right. And cause that dog would go get a duck and he'd just do this the whole way back trying to make it squeak. I've, I know a guy it, and that makes sense now cause he gave his dog a squeaky toy and he's always been bitching about the hard bite that his dog has. Like he can't dove, mm -hmm. he can't dove hunt with them because he'll literally he just bust the doves up. Like it, it, they're just a mangled mess by the time that they get back to him. But it that's, makes sense. That's now. that's what that's from. Like that is, and I mean, some dogs with bad mouths are genetics, but a lot of times, like if you start back into a puppy's history, he's had like a bucket full of squeaky toys, and then you wonder why he's trying to make that duck squeak. <clears throat> and sometimes, like I know a guy that. Um, I was there when it happened. The dog had squeaky toys, no issues, no problems whatsoever. And he was retrieving a goose. And you know how, like, sometimes they'll make that, like, yep. when they squeeze them, they'll go, like, honk? Mm -hmm. At that moment on, the dog was insane, and you couldn't get him to stop chomping geese. Because he, he it, like, their brain kicked back to, like, oh, I want to make it make that noise. Right. And he just would go, like, go in on him the second he picked it up. Makes sense. So. Like, I would just rather not give my dog squeaky toys. Yeah. I feel like that's, like, the easiest way to avoid all that. But as far as giving <laughs> a young puppy, like, a Nyla bone or something like that, you don't have any – you don't yeah. have any, it's not going to it's not gonna inhibit it in its training down the line at all. No, they, they, they get bored. They need to chew on stuff. Right. Okay. Like, my dogs have, like, those femur bones and all kinds of shit all over my house. And that's a bitch at nighttime. You just kick them and, you know, <laughs> step on them and whatever. But, honestly, it, it, they need them. Okay, last thing before we let you go, because we're gonna we're, these are gonna be short little bite sized segments yep. that people can take home. Um, nighttime, do you do you just grin and bear it when it's in its crate? Because it's when you first get it away from its mom, it's gonna freak out. When do you so, when do you what do you do here? How do when you, you navigate? Take it out of the closet? When do you let it out of the crate and all that stuff? Um, let him out right before you're gonna put him up. Um, usually I'll put a towel over their crate so mm -hmm. they can't see out and they feel a little bit more, you know, enclosed. Um, you can tell the difference in them barking and bitching because they just want to get out and when they have to go to the bathroom. So if you've gone to bed and he's been quiet for a couple hours and then he gets up raising hell, get up and take him out quick because he's doing right. He's trying to tell you, I don't want to pee in here. Yeah. So you better take me out. Now, if he's in there just being an incessant little fucker, <laughs> then that's a totally, don't let him out. 
the last thing that you need to do in that situation is let him out because then he gets rewarded for barking. Right. Do you recommend people having <clears throat> their, their puppy in the bedroom with them, in the hallway, in the garage? I mean, because in a way it's you want to hear them. Situational. Um, like if the puppy does good with like having crate time, then I'd put him in the bedroom so you yeah. can hear him get up easy. Yeah. Um, I had clients that I bought a puppy for from, uh, I think like Kansas and they were calling me like, she's doing good with the bathroom, but she just barks all night. Well, they got little kids, they got to sleep. Yeah. So to the enclosed garage, she went, right. You know, and they would just get up at like the normal time that she would usually get up and take her to go to the bathroom. Cause like you got to live your life. You got, you know, kids got to go to school you know, things have to, the daily meal you has to continue. Right. Um, so if the, you know, the, once the puppy learns, but if you have one that just is insatiable about it, then usually try to find like their schedule. Like, okay, he usually gets up at around 11 and at four. Mm-hmm. Well then just go let him out at 11 and four and then just let him learn. What do they call it? Like with babies, like fervorizing them. Like, yeah. You know, self soothe. Like, I don't, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm being funny, but I, I don't know the better way to say it. Like self soothe, like, Barking is not going to get you out of here, so just shut up, and I'll come get you. Um, and if you do have one that scream, screams like that, go get him when he calms down. So, right. like, reward him for being quiet. So, yeah. if he's raising hell for, like, two hours, and he doesn't have to go to the bathroom, he's not hungry, he's not too hot, he's not too cold, whatever. Um, once he does shut up for, like, ten minutes, go get him and play with him. Yeah. And let him out for a while. And then he'll learn, like, oh, if I'm just quiet, he might come get me. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if I'm in here, you know, raising holy hell, I'm not getting out of here. How um, long? What's the time frame on this? Is it two weeks? Is it a month? Most, most average are really good in just a few days. Okay. Like, a week to ten days, they, they're they usually pretty freaking solid. Um, I've raised a couple for people that were just insatiable. Like, you, like what are you going to, like, you know. Yeah. And they got to figure it out the hard way eventually. Yeah. But... And it breaks um, your heart. I know it does. So few and far between. Yeah. Because that's, that's the last thing you want. You got this cute little puppy. It's just a bundle of oh, joy. Yeah. And like you just hear it screaming. You're just like, oh, that fucking poor, poor fucking dog. <laughs> but you got to do it. I ain't going through this. You got to do again. it. Never again in my life. <laughs> <laughs> ever. Never. I'm never going to have another dog again. This is the last <laughs> one we're ever going to have. <laughs> All right, Matt, well, we kept you long enough. We appreciate right, your guys. time. It's been about 50, a little over 15 minutes, but there's a lot of information in there. So uh, we'll get you on in a couple weeks, and uh, we'll talk training the young puppy. How about that? Absolutely. I'll see you guys soon. Yes, sir. Yep. See Sounds you, good, buddy. Bye. Bye. Bye right, now. Bye-bye. All right. We're off the air. Check out all of our sponsors. Check out Goose Creek Retrievers. Message them if you have any more questions about this episode. Gun Dog Outdoors, Pacific Calls, Blind Grass, Bangtail Whiskey, Stanfield Hunting Outfitters, Dive Bomb Industries, Boss Shot Shells, Lucky Duck, Looking Glass Duck Club Podcast, and Dirty Duck Coffee.